0: and welcome in episode number 19 here the grind on sports i'm wayne kaiser alongside ben metz right over there uh and we are excited to to actually put two weeks together here and uh, talk a little Tennessee baseball. They're still hot to trot. They're still uh, moving right along. And so we're excited to, to kind of dig into what the region looked like uh, down in South Carolina. And then how, uh, obviously, we're going to travel to Mississippi uh, to do the super regional matchup this weekend. So, uh, Ben, how you doing, man?
1: Doing good. Uh, the weekend definitely uh, pushed uh, every emotion that you could experience. Um, I was popping Tums and Advil. Uh, through that 14-inning 14, 14 game, um, but uh, doing good. Excited about this upcoming weekend in Hattiesburg, uh, so uh, ready to kick off the show tonight with you, Wayne. You know, uh, Ben, it's
0: it's crazy. There's a lot going on, on on campus, and, you know, I think I think it's always a good thing late in the year uh, to still have a lot of athletics being, being kind of played on campus. Uh, Lady Vols just finished up uh, their regular season in Oklahoma City. Uh, And and really, um, a really great season. Final four appearance, uh, the semifinals of the Women's College World Series. uh, Dropped uh, two games there uh, to Florida State, uh, who, you know, won. uh, They've they've won a national championship here in the last five years. They've played for a couple more. uh, So really, uh, when you talk about recent royalty, uh, you were in good company there at the end. It was Stanford. Oklahoma, Florida state, and Tennessee, uh, coach weekly, you know, of course has been extended here recently. And, uh, I think she rewarded or honored that, that move uh, by taking her ladies to the final four great accomplishment. I think they got a really good, uh, a return home visit there yesterday. A lot of people met them at the airport on campus, uh, to, to kind of just share how, how proud they are of those lady balls, but really, you know, uh, Final four appearance, you know, I think everybody, you want a national championship. You want Ashley Rogers, the local girl, uh, to get more or to at least get in that championship series. But sometimes the cards aren't dealt that way. I think you don't turn your nose up at a final four. What a great accomplishment for those ladies. And what a career for Ashley Rogers. Great season.
1: Yeah, the SEC is an excellent conference in women's softball. And for the Lady Balls to be the single team left standing, uh, going up against those schools like the Stanford's and dropping your only two losses to the former uh, national champions in Oklahoma, Patty Gasow. Uh, I think even the uh, the color commentator during one of the games said this team's so good that even your second and third string infielders or outfielders are capable of playing starting positions in ncaa softball so just really good ball clubs um and so those two losses to be stanford and florida state what an excellent showing ashley rogers pitched uh very well i think at the very end of of the uh college um, world series for her she was a little drained and a little a little tired um but she did an excellent job for us she's been she's been solid for us throughout her career so i hate to see her leave uh got pitched a pitched pitched a good um pitched a good ncaa tournament um and uh we've got some promise uh looking in the future with pickens um she's got that 70 mile per hour heat she's got some gas and she's young but i think a very promising future for ut ladies softball
0: Yeah. I think you just keep plugging away. You know, uh, you keep getting to the dance enough times things are going to go your way. Just this year. Wasn't, wasn't the case. So again, congratulations to those ladies. Uh, Great season. And yeah, like you said, still a lot of ladies uh, that that are going to return next season. Hopefully we can get some, some young players in to kind of fill those gaps, but uh, there's going to be a big hole there for, for Miss Ashley Rogers, a girl from Athens uh, that just made it happen for five good years uh, on the Hill. So, Uh, Ben, another thing that that we'll just touch on, and then we'll quickly get to Tennessee baseball, a lot of people's been asking, you know, how do you feel about uh, this new schedule deal where it's eight conference games, not nine for the 2024 uh, season, and, you know, what are you expecting to see? Well, I don't know that anybody knows that, and, you know, and that's kind of where we're going to leave it for the moment. Obviously, football talk will, will be the better part of the second half of the year, so uh, we'll kind of keep it where it's at for the moment. but I, I I'll tell you what my initial thought is is uh, I don't know who Tennessee's uh, you know traditional keep is gonna be the the one that the fixed uh, opponent there. Uh, I think there's a lot of rivalries that uh, are are really good in the Southeastern Conference, uh, but there's a few I don't think you're gonna miss. I, I don't think uh, anybody's gonna even think any differently. Then Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, and so, and then Texas A and M, Texas, or is it going to be Oklahoma, Texas when they join the conference? Uh, So I think that's a discussion. uh, But the the outliers or the people that don't have someone to dance with is are people like Missouri, uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, Vandy, Tennessee, um, you know, and possibly A and M or Oklahoma, whoever texas chooses to dance with but uh to me uh as long as it's not vandy i'm in good shape uh and that's just because um i just don't see the the uh, let's just say playoff uh impact uh with vandy being that uh, that finishing game or that being that last uh that last game to prove yourself uh going into the postseason to me i'd rather play uh uh, even though I don't believe that they're as good as as a lot of media thinks they are, I'd rather play a South Carolina and shut up, old Beamer, uh, than, than to than to play Vandy and and unless they turn a complete 180, a glorified scrimmage game for the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, when when the discussion started to happen, I was um, I, I wanted to see the nine game with the three rivalries uh, just because. You know, with the three rivalry games, you could easily lock up Florida, Alabama, and Vanderbilt, or Florida, Alabama, and Kentucky, um, you know, or Florida, Alabama, Georgia. You know, you know. You notice I'm not going to get rid of that Florida, Alabama. I think those are very important rivalry games for us. Um, I don't shy from them. I think it's important for us to play them. If you're going to win a national championship, you're going to have to beat the best. Um, so, yeah, with the eight game and the one rivalry, um, I'm I'm like you, Wayne. I'm, I'm concerned about uh, what's going to happen there because, you know, you look at Florida, obviously they're not going to want to do away with the Florida-Georgia rivalry, right? So, you know, you, you feel like that's going to be an obvious one. Okay, well, we're going to continue to do the world's largest cocktail party and then, uh, you know, the There's Alabama.
0: Discussions. There's discussions about that game going home and away. Uh, I think Kirby Smart really wants to get it in Sanford Stadium. But, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and then Alabama, you know, Alabama's looking at that LSU or the Auburn, you know. So I mean, so that takes that takes us into eight game. That takes us that takes that takes Alabama out of our out of our off our schedule. So there goes there goes a lot of tradition. So there's a lot of tradition in our current schedule um, that I enjoy as a Tennessee fan. I know you enjoy it, um, and uh, I just I'm like you. I just don't want to play Vanderbilt while everybody else. I think you said it best earlier today off air. Uh, you know, everybody's playing these real big games, and here we go to Nashville uh, to play a bunch of guys dropping an anchor in the middle of a field.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah. I, now, if this was a Scholar's Bowl or if this was a Spelling Bee, I mean, maybe we, we need to hook tails with Vanderbilt, but this – This isn't horseshoes or hand grenades, so I I don't want nothing to do with it. But I forgot about LSU. That's kind of an interesting dynamic. Who would they dance with if all these teams go a different direction? Now, you could have, like, Tigers Bowl. You could have Missouri and LSU kind of hook up. Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to play LSU because I I think if if you're home and away, both stadiums seat near 100,000, I think that's kind of cool. But I don't know that in a given year I want, like we did last year really, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU all in the same year. I think um, – don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to have a cupcake schedule, but I also don't need to play Florida, Georgia, Alabama, the New England Patriots, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, and, and, and members of the CFL. So, uh, so anyway, I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I'm interested to see uh, how the, the alignment happens. Uh, but basically, I'm going to just put it out there. I'm happy with anybody but Vandy. Mm-hmm. Straight up, I would take Missouri and their lack of fans, mm-hmm. then then to take Vandy. But that that just is what it is. Uh, but at the same rate, somebody's got to dance with Vandy, and I, I don't. I really don't think any. It may be one of those deals uh, where where we're drawing straws in some back corner room somewhere. <laughs> but um, but Ben, that's kind of the the backstory again. Wanted to touch base on those two topics because they're pretty hot right now but really uh, the, the task at hand or the, uh, the really hot fire right now is Tennessee baseball. They caught fire in the region uh, there at Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, went down there, and, you know, we were talking about how you how you handle it, how, what if you lose, what if you go in the loser's bracket, how can we come over that, uh, what are we going to do on the road because, you know, we haven't been really good on the road. Uh, but I want to give on air, and we've talked off air, Give you a lot of credit. You talked about going on the road in the region was good for this baseball team. And honestly, uh, two weeks ago, perception of this baseball team versus us coming back from South Carolina, uh, the the whole world's turned upside down. Tennessee is a contender right now. Now, granted, we're not looking ahead to Omaha. You still got to make it there. Uh, But this is a team that if you would have said they're going on the road, and that's going to depend on whether they even get a super regional berth. I think there would have been a, probably a maybe a 50-60-40, uh, but I would say closer to 50-50 uh, approach to that uh, that card. And Tennessee took care of business this weekend.
1: Yeah, and all four faces of the baseball team showed up this weekend. Um, your hitting, your fielding, your pitching, and your bullpen all showed up. Um, you know, and it started, it started in game one in the top of the first, uh, you know, a lot of fans will, will recall, um, you know, in that Charlotte game, it was an eight one convincing victory, but, uh, you know, Andrew Lindsay stranded, stranded runners stranded the bases loaded before Moore comes up in the next inning, hits a two RBI double. Um, but he walks Jackson, drag him strikes out, hits Fisher Cunningham strikes out Stallman, single to third base bases loaded strikes butcher out more comes in in the second gets a two rbi double and it was over after that and andrew lindsey pitched seven innings one run one earned run ten strikeouts and we talked about that last week on the podcast um, his ability to keep his earned run average at two and he's even now pushing that closer to sub sub two higher one and six or seven innings pitched, it's going to be a it's going to be a threat for the uh, for the Southern Miss team this weekend.
0: The Golden Eagles, Ben. They're the Golden Eagles. I, I just I feel like Eagles should be good enough. These teams that that have to add color to their animals. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, you know, looking at the weekend, uh, the the quick route to a super regional was three victories. Tennessee did that, uh, like you said, knocked off Charlotte eight to one, really convincing there. Uh, probably could have done it in a little shorter fashion, but still uh, got the job done. Uh, Charlotte's not a bad team. Uh, They've got some nice pitching. They've got some good hitting, uh, but they're just a a team uh, that they're going to give you some spots, right? And if you can hit those marks and and make pitchers pay when they don't hit their marks, uh, then I think that's what you got to do in this time of the year. Clemson, the 14-inning affair, Ben, I'm going to tell you, I don't think – I have multiple personalities, but I had 14 innings to prove it to myself. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm like, oh, man, oh, man, you know, we, we go ahead and take the lead. Uh, we go 5-4, right? No, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, we go ahead 5-4. And I'm like, all right, man, all we got to do is hold them. And then that guy, you know, kind of gets that run back. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go. You know, again, and, and I – I, I fight with my fandom almost uh, every time we're playing something because I'm like I should believe more than I do, <laughs> but I don't. don't <laughs> I, I feel like I've been I have been beat up too many times, but you know it's five five and we're going and I'm like okay and and Clemson having the bottom of the of the inning is just like I mean it's like slow and 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 deadly right because you're like even if you you do what you do. And you get a run, you've still got to keep them off. You've still got to, you know, it's like an extra, you know, it's just a, a waiting game to see if the other shoe's going to drop, right? And so, anyway, you know, spare you all the details, but, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, we've got runners on in most of those innings and just can't do anything with it. Uh, credit the defense, though. I'll say, you know, Chase Burns came in through 99 pitches. Not all of them were beautiful, there were base runners in a lot of his uh, his outing. Uh, but, you know, credit, when a double play was there, we made it. Uh, when there was one close, we jumped and caught it. Uh, a lot of things went our way in that. And then at the end of the day, uh, we just needed something good to happen between Zane Denton, Christian Moore, all those guys. Uh, they just almost willed that team to win. It was very uh, close. I wasn't at that game, but I was at the right stake game. Uh, that Zane Denton Homer there to to kind of keep it going to push it to the to the extra innings. I mean that's something that'll be be thought of for years to come.
1: Yeah, and and you talked about it as a Tennessee fan. Emotionally, we've we've kind of become used to this. Unfortunately, you know, going back to and I'm not going to recap all the heartaches in in my fandom as a Tennessee fan, but you know, going back to even. The Gaffney catcher, you know, and I'm going to give you some quick run through here. The Gaffney That's catch. The problem, you still caught. Call,
0: you called it a catch. I've, I've, i for years. I don't get, call it. I call get, it the Gaffney swat. The, the Gaffney, drop, whatever.
1: Yeah. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm and, not. It you know, burst. all these, all these heartache moments as a Tennessee fan, where you think you have the game won, and then at the last minute of that game, it goes away. So that ninth inning, um, and I'm going to go through the progression of that ninth inning where Zane Denton hits the home run, because I think it's important to go through this, to understand emotionally what we went through. So Dickey was the first batter. He grounds out the short merit grounds out the shortstop and then more singles, the right field. He had a two, one count singles, Blake Burke. Oh, two count. You'll remember that. I mean, I, I was sitting there thinking, okay, He's got two strikes. Burke's up. We got we got a guy on first base. We're going to lose it right here. Burke had two swings, two swings that were ugly, ugly swings.
0: So, so I love Burke. I, I hope he, he proves me wrong for years to come. But, you know what I called him, like, in that at bat? I said, oh, big orange Serrano's up here. Anybody who hasn't seen Major League, watch it. You'll know what I'm talking about. I was like, oh, big orange Serrano here can't hit the curveball. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like he's about to he's about to whiff at that third one and he he proved me wrong.
1: Yep, yep, that's right. He he gets the single to right field on the 2-1 count. Um and then this is the part that that I recall right here when I looked at the stat sheet. Grice gets the hook. He goes over to first base. They bring in a reliever. Zane Denton comes up. First pitch strike. Second pitch strike. 0-2 count. O oh, two count. Here we go again. You know, so uh, emotionally going through it again. I'm, I'm going. Okay, it's, it's over. You know, it's over. And, I got
0: nicknames for him too, but he, he wiped them clean. But go ahead.
1: Ball, ball. And then I remember sitting there looking at, looking at the look in his face because he had hit a home run earlier in the ball game. And I remember sitting there thinking, you know, as a baseball player. When you hit a home run in a ball game, early in a ball game, the rest of that game, you think you're invincible. So I got this feeling, and he had this look in his face like, let's go. I got two guys on. You got my back against the wall. He jacks that home run out of the ballpark, out of the ballpark. Yeah, that's a home run maybe anywhere. Yeah. And then, and then okay, so fast forward, 5-4. Bottom nine, Chase Burns comes in. I'm going to go through this real quick because this is the emotional roller coaster. Burns comes in, right doubles, Blackwell strikes out, Jarrell strikes out. Two strikeouts. Let's just get one more. we got a guy on second base. That's it. And then the guy who's been killing us the whole game, Cam Canarelli, doubles. Well, they they and talk about and talk about the catch. Christian yeah. Moore is
0: that far away from making – it's huh. that stupid incline – that that no warning track little dump that they they call a ball field out there that he when he catches oh, when he good. catches the the turn there it makes him lose his footing he
1: would have made the catch game over I mean if he had if he had the hop ability the hops that that Wayne Kaiser has he would have had it man I'm gonna say if he
0: had Blake Burke's glove on he would have caught it <laughs> I'm pretty sure that thing's about that much
1: longer <laughs> than any glove that's on the field but anyway go ahead. So, so that that led, of course, to Clemson. Clemson left runners, left two runners on base in the tenth and in the eleventh. So the emotional roller coaster continued in the tenth and the eleventh, and then we shut the door. Halverson did it. Pitched three, three and a third, no hits, no runs. I was concerned when they brought Halverson in. They took Burns out because Burns had the six innings, the one run, eight strikeouts. I was like, just let him finish it. But he's at 100 pitches. He hours. might have had about nine
0: base runners, though.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'm just saying, like, but between caffeine, uh, crackers, chips, I had to, I was gnawing on everything
1: in sight uh, yeah. just to try to get through this thing. Yes. and and the last part of that game that was I think integral for Clemson to be eliminated by Charlotte in the next game, Cam Cantorelli, who killed us. He killed us this guy. Three for five, four RBIs, a home run, and two doubles. He was he was their guy. He was their yeah. guy. He gets ejected arguing with Zane Denton on the double play ball in between the thirteenth and fourteenth inning. And he's suspended for the game against Charlotte. He cannot play.
0: Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for, you know, whatever, policing the the environment. But you don't do that. And ultimately, the the extended impact, like you said, I don't know. I don't know that he can beat Charlotte. Because I think the difference between what we did against Clemson versus what Clemson did, we used three pitchers. You know, we used, uh, we used uh, Dolander, Burns, and Halverson. Mm-hmm. And I really thought they'd bring in a fourth one to close the door. But I guess they just said, why not? Halverson's not been hit yet. And so, anyway – so we use three pitchers so even if we lose this ball game and there was a point i'm gonna say probably 12th inning where i go i don't care clemson's used 10 pitchers we've used three if we lose i still like our chances because we had you know any number of who we used on on sunday and then even some guys that still didn't i mean volley fingers didn't come in through a single pitch and so to me we had a stable. We had four or five that we could roll uh, for the first game, and we had two or three we could roll for the second game, and I liked what we had. But I told Laura, I said, if we beat Clemson, they lose the noon game. End of story. Can't have it. because there was, there was even uh, non-Tennessee fans, maybe some of them were Tennessee fans, on Twitter saying that they would take people out of the stands to pitch the noon game because they didn't have anybody. Yeah. I mean, they had freshmen. They had a lot of things, and so I, I told Laura, I said, "If Clemson loses this, they're done. If we lose this one, I like our chances." But right now, I just need this game to be over. I don't have much hair left. I don't have any food left around me, and all my drinks are empty. Let's just say that. So anyway, uh, so anyway, and then it comes down to it. Uh, we get the lead in the top of the fourteenth, and I, if if the bottom of the fourteenth inning. Wasn't a, a year long. <laughs> I mean, it just and it really didn't take long. I mean, we re- really slammed the door in the bottom because it was like bang, bang, bang out. But it just felt like the commercials took longer. It felt like they kept looking over here at this guy or this person's family, mm. and I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just ready to get this thing over with.
1: Yeah, and I think what really, as a Tennessee fan, looking forward to this weekend, what what made me feel confident about our chances in the Super Regional is just the way Burns pitched I mean Burns pitched pitched a solid six innings and then Halverson comes in Uh, like you mentioned the previous two innings prior to that 14th inning Halverson was untouchable Um, so Clemson bats uh, went silent against Halverson so he stepped up um, late in the ball game so uh, we're looking really good going into this weekend and then don't
0: let's not let's not discount uh, Christian Moore. Uh, what he did this weekend. I mean, he was t- he was the heart and soul of Tennessee baseball. Yes, Zane didn't had a great weekend. Uh, yes, our pitching staff had a great weekend. Uh, but ultimately, Christian Moore, daddy in the stands, and he put on a show. He was the MVP of the region. Uh, really and truthfully, uh, put put us put us in a position to win the game. And then uh, on Sunday, uh, really just took it out of the hands of the 49ers early and just made that a cruise control game.
1: Yeah, 9-2 victory on Sunday against the 49ers. And Christian Moore um, was a was a one-man wrecking crew with, with support from Zane Denton. But two home runs for Moore. Denton gets a, his third long ball over the weekend. Uh, but let's not forget about Beam, Sewell, and A.J. Russell, that combination uh, for pitchers. 15 strikeouts on two runs. Beam only gave up one hit, two base runners through four. Uh, so, the pitching staff, like I said, all four faces of this baseball team look good this weekend. Um, they all stepped up and shown that they are a championship-quality baseball team.
0: Well, and, I, you know, I, I keep going back to Christian Moore. It must be something about second base at Tennessee under uh, under Coach Vitello. You know, Jarrell Ortega last year kind of came on there at the end, really a, a monster, and now uh, Christian Moore uh, doing his thing. So, uh, I think there's a lot to be happy about there, but then of course you know Tennessee fans not to be outdone. Uh, you win the region, you expect to host a super regional, right? Uh, so it's between us. Uh, you really wanted Penn to to knock off Southern Miss there in the Auburn region. Auburn was knocked out, so it was either going to be two two seeds to fight for who hosts, or if Penn gets the victory, the four wins and it's, it's automatically coming to Lindsey Nelson. And so uh, I never thought I would uh, uh, pull for a Quaker, uh, but I did on Sunday and Monday. Uh, but, um, you know, not to not to be the, the case, uh, Laura said maybe Penn's uniforms may have been the cheapest-looking uniforms she'd ever seen in college baseball. I don't necessarily agree with that, but just wanted that, her opinion to be heard. Uh, but Southern Miss gets the win. So it's 2 versus 2 and of course the world of social media goes wild. Everybody's looking at, well this stat says Tennessee. Well this stat could be kind of a, a you know kind of a an even playing field. This stat they hold more people in their stadium. I thought it was coming to Lindsey Nelson. I fully expected that and and the reason I did was just because of the known revenue that it can be generated not in the stands, but around it. You know, what Danny White's built with the block party and all that dynamic. So anyway, but my father-in-law made a good point, point. I think you may have made a good point. Uh, In the regional, half of the teams were SEC teams that hosted. And so we had kind of emptied the bucket, if you will, on the uh, impact to the national scene. And so, you know, not to be outdone, Hattiesburg, Mississippi gets the bid. We're going to go on the road again. I fully expect to see those black jerseys all weekend. But uh, I don't think it matters for this team now. I think they've really, and I, I can't think of when the there was a series late, and we really we returned to the bad boys. We returned to the villains. We returned to the hunter instead of the hunted. We haven't looked back. So I really don't think it matters where we play. I think we've got this one-game-at-a-time approach. We've got the daddy hat back. We've got the, the fur coat back. And I say, let's ride. They've already sold out the, the regional. Didn't sell tickets to the public. But I'm going to tell you, Tennessee fans mortgage the house to go to events. So they there will be orange in the stands, whether they want it or not.
1: Yeah, and you and I have seen it um, throughout our – fandom career here of, of teams that basically find their identity late in the season. and uh, it appears that this team has found its identity and they're a very confident ball club. Um, not to say that Southern Miss is not. I mean for them to to go through what they went through in their regional, um, the loss to Sanford, the win to Auburn, win against Sanford. I mean, they had to win five games. They had they had the toughest path. They lost their first and had to win out. Had to win four straight and they did it. Um, but very similar to Charlotte, very similar to Charlotte. Um, this is a team where you've got a lot of pitchers that are in the 4.0, the 4.13, the 4.95, earned run average. Um, I know I talk about that frequently, but that is what we are up against. So this is this is a four, an overall four point four nine earn run average ball club compared to Tennessee at three point six zero. So um, I look for Lindsey to have the start um, and do what he has been doing, and you got Chase Burns ready to go, um, and uh, we'll just see how this see how this matchup goes.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I, all I ask is that Tennessee goes to Hattiesburg, starving, hungry, uh, you know, pretty much just trying to claw at the at the bone, if you will, uh, because that's what's gotten them here. Uh, I think if again attack the plate, uh, find those holes, because even against Penn, uh, Southern Miss wasn't perfect. Uh, they they hung some 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 fastballs in there, a little high and inside that most of our guys are going to put in the seats. And so, if we continue to do that, like you said, Lindsey has proven uh, he's only going to give up a couple runs. If he can give us six innings, a couple runs, and we can't beat them from there, then we don't deserve to win, uh, yeah.
1: point blank. Yeah, every one of those five games that uh, Southern Southern Mississippi, the Golden Eagles, played, their, their big starting pitchers wouldn't go more than two innings. So... Typically they would use about five pitchers per game to survive throughout, throughout the ball game. A lot of runs if you look at that regional. Um, now when you compare both Tennessee and Southern uh, Mississippi, we have 122 home runs in the regular season to their 84. I think that's a big number, that's a big difference there. But when you look at other categories, like batting average, Tennessee 288 to their 285, um, fielding percentage 976 Tennessee to their 973. And I talked about the earn run average. Uh, so, very similar ball clubs on the field at the plate for batting average. But obviously, Tennessee is a more powerful hitting baseball team in the sense that they're facing SEC pitchers, um, and they're putting up 122 home runs on the season. Uh, so, uh, look look for uh, Tennessee to have a big weekend at the plate um, and I do believe you know like Wayne you talked about it um, they're gonna be wearing the black jerseys and 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 just I want everybody to be prepared if you're if you're at that ball game and you're sitting around that dugout make sure that you bring something to do this right here because I've played with enough baseball players a lot of those jerseys are not going to be washed let's just be be honest about it i mean
0: they have uh, not washed
1: them baseball players are very superstitious and uh, there are guys in that dugout i can assure you that will not wash that jersey and we'll play in it um all weekend as long as they continue to win
0: oh and i, I i'm i'm good with it hey like oh uh, roger prodactor said uh maybe he doesn't wash it because he thinks flies are lucky <laughs> could be, could be but uh now uh, again home field can be a thing obviously going to clemson knocking them off at their home field uh, i like to think we know how to approach that uh the dimensions of pete taylor park where southern miss plays baseball uh it's it's left field is 340 center field straight away 400 uh 340 to right field and the alley's 365 so it's a little deeper than lindsey nelson Uh, But if Zane hits it like he did the other night, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's going to matter.
1: Yeah, and it it bent that right there, uh, like we talked about last week in the podcast, uh, benefits the pitcher. So uh, again, that's a that's a benefit for for our pitching staff uh, to have a deeper ballpark, and it it shows that Southern Mississippi with the eighty four home runs, it's not that easy to hit balls out of that ballpark. So. Uh, with you, when you have two teams with that kind of fielding percentage, it's how you play the field. You got to play clean defense. And late in the season, Tennessee has been playing clean defense. Very few errors. Sound baseball. Um, so let's go win us two right out the gate.
0: So what's your uh, what's your, your kind of flavor? What do you think we get it done in two?
1: And then what what's it going to take to get it done in two? So I think we definitely win um, the first night. I I have no concerns about the first ball game. Um, Andrew Lindsey, as I mentioned, his earned run average continues to drop and his innings continue to climb. Um, And that allows for a couple pitchers like Sewell uh, to get plenty of rest and allows Burns to be ready to go. Um, So, first ball game, we will win uh, that ball game. Uh, Going into the second game, I think, again, we'll have the upper hand when it comes to pitching. I think what it's really going to boil down to is if we can continue the momentum with uh, Christian Moore, Dickey, uh, Merritt. Um, so in that first ball game over the weekend against Charlotte, you know, Dickey and Merritt went six for nine in the 3-4 hole with six RBIs. So uh, you and I, we talked about how we're big fans of Dickey being the leadoff hitter. He's a guy that can uh, generate a lot of offense. Um, so I think in the second ball game, if we can generate that kind of offense, uh, we'll win the second game and not have to play Monday night. and Get on the bus to Omaha.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with the Vols as well. I don't see any reason not to. And my big thing is because in the region, when you're playing, you know, arguably you played the, obviously the longest game of your season. Uh, all three victories, no errors. I think the infield really helped pitching. I thought the outfield made some really good plays. Uh, The only thing that I'm going to say may push us to a third game is, uh, here's the weather forecast, Ben. 55% chance of rain, 90 degrees in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on Saturday, 93 degrees and 20% chance of rain on Sunday, 92 degrees and 30% chance on Monday. So I think, old Mother Nature is going to play a little factor if it's humid. Ball gets heavy. Uh, we just need to play some small ball and get on base. But uh, you know, if uh, if he can turn the heat up on the pitching mound, though, uh, it may not matter. May not need a whole lot of the the points to get it done. But I'm going with the balls. I think we rock the black jerseys. I think we take it uh, take it down there. And really, uh, hopefully, with a chip on our shoulder that we couldn't host, we went we went and did what we thought we had to do to get that opportunity. Uh, they didn't give it to us, so I hope we, we're a little ticked about that. Uh, but just a little little snippet about Southern Miss. They've played four SEC opponents all year, and the only one they beat was Auburn in the region just last weekend. Uh, lost to Mississippi State, lost to Ole Miss, and got run off their own ballpark by Alabama. So I think uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna be a good sign for us because when they see uh, one through nine being able to hit or a good pitcher on the mound, things don't seem to click for the golden Eagles. So I think that plays in our favor. Uh, but lastly, uh, just the rundown of the super regionals. Uh, the ninth is when this all will start. So it'll start on Friday. Uh, Duke at Virginia, uh, you know, whoever wins, that's good for them. Indiana State at TCU. TCU is the one that knocked out uh, Arkansas, knocked them out of the, the, the region. Uh, South Carolina at Florida. So the Southeastern Conference is guaranteed to be in Omaha. Again, I think it's like the eighth or ninth straight year. Uh, so that's huge. Uh, Oral Roberts at Oregon. Again, no no real bias there. My father-in-law went to Oral Roberts, but other than that, uh, no impact there. Um, number 16, Alabama, the head coachless Alabama Crimson Tide at Wake Forest. They're the number one overall seed. Uh, Tennessee at Southern Miss. Kentucky at LSU, so going to be two teams minimum in Omaha, and then Texas at Stanford. So uh, nowhere to run and hide. Now it's down to the nitty gritty. There's 16 teams left. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, you just got to get to, you just got to get through this super regional. I, I love this tournament, and I I say that because when you get to that final three game series. Between the top, the last two remaining teams in Omaha, there's no question. You cannot argue or question that there's another team that's better that should be should be playing um, in in their position uh, because it's such a difficult road and it's such a considerate path uh, to get to Omaha. You have to lose two ball games in the regional to get to the super regional. You get to the super regional best two out of three okay that's gonna that's gonna take care of any you know if you have an off day that you still got to win two ball games right um, and then when you get to Omaha you're gonna lose a ball game very rarely does a team just sit there and the win their table. two ball games go in the winner bracket and just sit sit there waiting on Sunday to see who they're gonna play so typically um, everybody loses a ball game to get to that three game series and uh, if we can just get there, um, and and face those those teams you mentioned, like your Dukes and your Floridas and uh, TCU, some of these great baseball clubs. If we can just get there, take care of our business, uh, we might be wearing black jerseys for a very long time to come, Wayne.
0: Well, I'll say, you know, if, uh, obviously there's two locks for the Southeastern Conference. We can be team number three in Omaha. And I think uh, we don't have to worry about the other two this weekend. We just need to worry about the ones in orange and black, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, we just got to get done. We just got to get it done. Uh, I think a big deal is winning Friday night. Uh, of course you, you predict a a Friday or a Saturday, Sunday sweep. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to go to Monday with full confidence that we're going to come, come out with it, but we'll just have to let it, let it play out three o'clock Saturday is first pitch. And so we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens from Hattiesburg, but Ben, anything else as we kind of close this one up a lot, uh, a lot to unfold, a lot to still happen, but man, it's a uh, it's June the seventh, and we're still talking active baseball. It's a good time. Fifty two to
1: forty nine, Wayne. Go balls!
0: Always, always. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you like what we're doing, just tell your friends, click the subscribe button, share it with your friends on on other social medias. We've got a lot of good growth here recently. We're gonna be adding some things. Actually, locked in a little little pilot episode, hopefully next Monday. Uh, for just a second day of the week, uh, where we'll talk a little different aspect of the sports world. So don't, uh, don't miss that and kind of keep up with us from that standpoint. But for Ben Metz, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and this has been The Grind. So if you're, if you're headed to work or about to take a nap, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.